This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk kids' parties and speak with romance novelist Rebecca Rogers-Marr. Woo! How are you? I moved. I'm going to save it. I'm saving it. You moved. You moved. Because you you legitimately get a slightly longer time to vent about what a horrible shit you Okay, so you're going to ask me how I'm doing and then cut me off. Okay, go ahead. Great. Great. I'd love to hear from you right now. Great. Well, here, this will make you feel better. What happened to me? It's something horrible. Okay. <laughs> I go to my appointment for my, like, you know, 15, 16 week checkup, whatever. Okay. Just like the normal, the normal go checkup. In, see the doctor. Yep. Sure. I got to get blood work uh, done. And, you know, I have to take Katie Bell because, once again, we can never schedule it for when she's in preschool mm-hmm. and Stefan's out of town. And so she gets to come she with me again. Come. But she and I are both pumped. We're going to see the baby. Right. Yeah. Hey, we got to get to see the baby. We get there. And she's doing fine. Like, she's squirrely, but she's fine. We get in there, and we don't get to see the baby, apparently. My doctor's like, hmm, at this place, we only do it, like, these at these certain times. Like, we don't really do it every time you come in. And I was like, that is a real bummer. So, like, I was already tired and, like, sad that I didn't get to see the baby. And Katie Bell, like... I was, like, waiting for that to just, like, total meltdown. But yeah. she's fine. Okay, we don't get to see the baby. That's fine. Yeah. We go down to get the blood work done. Katie Bell always likes to watch... Mama gets sticked, <laughs> and the blood come out, and she likes to hold the blood vial because she's weird. Uh, well, she's not weird. She's just that's really she cool. really yeah, she's really pretty cool. Like she's that. really into the whole blood thing. But anyway, yeah. I sit down, and there's this like the nurse who's taking the blood is you know, uh, like some only because I'm gonna do a horrible accent. She's like Eastern European or something, mm-hmm. you know. And it, so she goes, she says to Katie Bell, who's dressed completely crazy princess style. Yeah, she's like. What a beautiful girl. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks. And she's like, is she yours? (laughs) (laughs) I say, what? What? Yes. Yes. You adopt? (laughs) No. No, she is mine. She's mine. She must look like the father then. And I'm like, what the fuck? Everybody, from like the time Katie Bell's been born, everybody's like, oh my God, she looks like your family. Oh my God, she looks like you. She She looks looks like exactly like you. She she really has your face. She really has a little flat, little no nose face. Like, yeah, kind of like a a wide face. She's got both of our, like, we both have the same color eyes and stuff, and like all of us have the eyes. Occasionally, you you could see the Stefan in her, but like I was just like, what? she really looks like you. That's yeah. why the, I mean this would be not really acceptable even if she didn't well, look right. like you. Either but way. like the fact that she actually kind of looks exactly like a small version of you is what's <laughs> yeah. so amusing about then this. The woman drops some sort of like vague sort of like, oh, you're having another one. Almost out of time, but doing it, right? And I was like, are you fucking shitting what? me? Did you, what? Then, then, what? then, she totally stabs me. Like, it's like the worst. It has been. In the heart. Five days later, I still have a bruise Aww. on my arm. And like, never, like, it hurts so bad the rest of the day. And like, 
Five days later, I shouldn't have. I don't even have a bruise. All the other blood takers. Right. Perfect. Right. Right. This one, bruise. Yeah. Fuck you. I was so like, it was like such like a weird, we're like 11 days into Stefan being gone, like I'm slowly losing my mind, really tired. And I just was like, really? Yeah. That's what you're going to? Yeah, what the hell? Uh, well, I'm sorry. it's fine. It was just like, Jesus. Um, oh. So Katie Bell and I are now dressing exactly alike. Good. Thank God. <laughs> you need to get her little tiny glasses. Yep. And then, little tiny glasses. Then it'll and be then more obvious. Now. <laughs> Yes. How was the move? Oh, okay. So we moved, and <laughs> the movie—the moving part itself was actually totally fine. We were literally moving next door, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> it is kind of amazing. <laughs> the movers were like, oh, we don't even need to bring a truck. We'll just come in a van. <laughs> we'll just put all the guys in a van. <laughs> the end of the move is kind of like the worst part, because then you're just you're in your new house, and you're happy right. that everything's there, but... Everything is a mess. You can't find anything. You're trying to figure out where you're going to put things. And what's hard with a toddler is that the stuff that's not really okay for them to get to is all over the place. So, like, things that are normally, like, locked up in a way are just everywhere. And, like, including, like, you know, all our, like, prints and paintings and stuff are, like, leaned up against walls and stuff. Touchy, touchy. So he's, like, knocking things over and pulling things off here and Mm. there. And it's fun for him. So he doesn't, like, I I deliberately, like, set up his room first so that his room is, like, totally ready. I mean, all his toys are there. They're all out. All his books are there. His bed, everything is, like, normal and good and he's happy with that but that's not where he wants to play that's not cool that's right mama's antiques are where it's at yeah so he's like (laughs) he's like out and about like discovering knives in a box and um that's just very tiring like following him around and constantly having to say no to this and no to that and taking this away and taking that away and um the, we had to move in. It got closing escrow on our house, kept getting pushed back for mm. annoying, boring reasons that I won't get into. But we ended up closing the day before we moved. So <sighs> we weren't able to do any sort of preparation on yeah. the house. So, like, we still have these treacherous second story windows that open in oh, with no, I mean, they just the open and, and there yeah. you are and they're very low. So, that's really nerve wracking, and we have like a couple people coming to give estimates, but that's not done yet. So there's just a lot of like uh, following him around. Um, but then my car broke down, oh. and then they fixed well, at least it. You didn't have to drive back and forth between the two houses, but. right? But then they fixed it, but then it broke again. What? This is all happening during the couple of days that we're closing escrow and moving, and so then, <laughs> so then the car is the car is in the shop. Um, and Simon gets sick. He got sick like a couple days before the move. And I guess a lot of kids at school had fevers and stuff. Um, so that was hard because he was kind of sick during the move. Yeah. Um, and so then it seems like he's starting to get better. So then yesterday he starts getting, um, bumps all over. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets worse and worse. Oh my so God. this morning, I and Jesse's like looking it up. He's like, I think it's just heat rash, probably from the fever. And so, you know, I gave him a little children's Advil, dressed yeah. him in really light clothes for bed, gave him like lukewarm bath, did whatever we could for him, put him to bed. I'm like, okay, definitely gonna be gone in the morning. So we get up, get up in the morning. It's like full blown. <gasps> whatever it is, it is like a I don't know hives or maybe chicken pox. Like I mean, it's. Oh, everywhere my and God. he's itching he's, oh, he's miserable he's itching. totally scratching itching miserable oh. eyes streaming nose streaming just like a complete mess and you don't have the car yet 
no, I don't have the car. So I call I call the mechanic this morning and I'm like, is, you know, check, calling to check on my car. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's ready. I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so, so anyways, Jesse and I did the weird, I'll pick you up here, drive you over yeah, there, yeah, drop yeah. you up there, whatever, whatever. Because I'm like, I need to get my car because I need to take him, you know, to the, to the doctor. doctor. And meanwhile, like the bumps are starting to get white in the middle. Oh my God. Yeah. So I think he might, I mean, I. Have you taken him to the doctor yet? I'll have to take him this afternoon. I got him an appointment for this afternoon. Oh my God. This was all happening leading up to me coming to meet you here today. Like this was all happening this morning. And so while I'm doing this, I'm also calling the sanitation (laughs) department because they haven't delivered trash cans to our house yet. Nobody's lived on our property that we just bought for like 30 years. Well, at least you can go dump it in your old garbage can. I know, right? I know. (laughs) So we're like trying to get, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to get the windows people to come make oh. our, my house safe for and, my baby. And if you're just listening for the first time, Teresa's what, five months pregnant? Yeah, I'm five months <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. And so then, um, oh yeah, and our fence isn't built, so we can't let the dogs out. So I have to take them for walks every time they need to go pee. <sighs> And so then, um, so I'm calling the nurse advice line because I'm trying to figure out, yeah. does my child have chicken pox? And they're like, oh, there's a long wait. We'll call you back. So I waited for two and a half hours. Finally, I just called and made yeah. an appointment because I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this. Fuck I'm going to have to take him in. Yeah, you know, it's just getting it. worse and worse. So I made the appointment. So then I'm like, okay, well, I need I need a car because I don't really want to take him in that state on like, a, on like an hour and a half long public transportation no. thing to the doctor. It could, but it would be hard. So... I, so Jesse and I do the switcheroo. We get to the mechanic, and I'm like, "Okay, bye, Jesse." He he drives away. I get to the mechanic, and the mechanic is like, "Uh, okay, let me write up your paperwork or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay," you know, kind of clearly in a hurry because I yeah. needed to get food before I came to meet you, and it was like cutting it close. And I'm like, "Okay," and he's like, "You're not in a hurry, are you?" And I was like, "Well, actually, kind of, yeah, you know." And then I said. Actually, you know, I, I'm getting my car right now because my kid's sick. I need to take him to the doctor. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, oh, what, what does he have? And I'm like, well, I'm worried he might have chicken pox. Like, let's move yeah, this yeah, along. Yeah. You know? I'm worried he yeah. might only have five minutes to live. <laughs> right, Can right. you please fill out your paperwork? <laughs> so then, so then, no, it gets so much worse. So then he goes, he goes, oh, ch- oh, geez, chicken pox. Well, you know, and he starts pulling out like bottles of something and says, like, what? I have this other customer who's, got these antivirals that are really great. Once he gets over the chicken pox, you can start giving Just him take these this antivirals. Oh yeah. I'm going to take these the weird <laughs> these weird pills from my mechanic. And I'm like, "Okay, great. Thanks." Like kind of just not getting into it cuz I'm like, "Let's, you yeah. know." And then he goes, he goes, "How old is he?" And I'm like, "He's almost 2." And he goes, "Oh, he's really young. How do right. how do you contract chicken pox?" I'm like, "Well, you know, he goes to daycare, so I don't, you know, I don't know." Don't you feel uncomfortable with other people taking care of your kid? Oh, my God. Oh, no less than taking strange drugs from my mechanic's (laughs) drawer. No less than that. I was just like, uh, well, like, this is where this is all going. Can I pay for my car and get in my car and drive away and never come back? Yeah. Please. (laughs) Well, I think what he wanted to say was that you look nothing like Simon. <laughs> Teresa? Yeah. I'm here, and we're going to do the show. Hi. That sounds relaxing. Yeah, that's all. So that's all. That's—I mine's worse. <laughs> <laughs>
I was thinking about I was thinking about the listener who called in when she was moving and she has like yeah. two kids and she was just yeah, like, yeah, talk, yeah, like talking mind. about losing her mind. And it kind of like made me feel like a sense of comfort. Oh, I was like, good. You know, that's good. I was like, I'm just in one of those times. This is just one of those times. Well, let's just try and keep things simple this week. Great. And unstressful. Great. That sounds and, really great. And talk about children's parties. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the hosts of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Birthdays. Yeah. Not for us. Not for no us. No one cares about our party no. birthdays anymore. We're done. We're done. Our birthdays are done. <laughs> year one. Yeah. Year one. How important was year one? Did you, like, Were you prepared for it being important? Was it at all important? Did you have like any sort of like emotional response to it? Was there? Because yeah. I feel like there's like a lot of pressure to have like a huge emotional a response huge to like year one. First year. Yeah. I, I'm curious to hear like if. Your answer is different because, like, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, for me, it did feel around that time, around twelve months, was like a major transitional, yeah, experience. Like, okay, he's he's starting to turn into a toddler and starting right. to not be a baby anymore, and that was actually really sad for me. I well, cried I say, a couple yeah, times. Actually, like, that's you for you because you like the baby. Yeah, phase. I was into the baby phase, yeah. and like. um and so I not like I didn't I wasn't sad on his birthday or anything like right. that. It was it was fun. It was exciting and happy. Um, but I definitely around that time had my moments of like, oh, I like I can't stop him from getting older, yeah. like that kind of thing. Um, but for his one year birthday, I have a feeling it's going to be kind of similar for a two year old. <laughs> was like we're it's it's approaching. And I'm getting this feeling from friends and family that I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing something for it. Right. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll try to... The, most of our family is in Northern California. Right. Yeah, we're here. Like, most of my friends don't have kids. We have a few friends with kids. What Simon doesn't have friends right. yet. Yeah. What is this? Like, what and we ended up just deciding, you know what? Let's not just, like, let this pass without doing anything. Right. He's, his birthday, I think, was on a Sunday. So it was yeah, like, something we'll have friends over. And we had we just had some friends over. And, we, and you were there. And it Stephanie really and Katie Bell were there. <laughs> I know. Well, we just had like no a little clowns. thing in our backyard and we all hung out. We had some little toys. We had some Capri Suns. There were some Capri Suns. Um, nope. Yeah, we just had a little thing and it was cute and it was fun and we had cake and Simon yeah. got to eat cake and that was really, really exciting for him. Was it? Yeah. Cake and ice cream. Yeah, it totally blew his mind. Yeah. Um, and that was the end of that, pretty much. <laughs> what, what, what about you guys? Okay, so we... Well, we like to theme things. Right. We like to have parties. Yeah. I mean, like, before having Katie Bell, Stefan's, like, birthday was sort of this, like, momentous event. I mean, we'd have, like, 60 to 70 people in the backyard. Like, everyone was themed. There was, like, you know, like, the first birthday party of his I ever went to was this farm party. that a jug band. I mean, there, oh it was God. so awesome. We had, like, a surf party the next year. We had, like, you know, TV parties. Is that parties, how you knew karaoke. you were in love with oh, yeah. him and you well, wanted I, to marry him? Yeah. <laughs> One of the many, <laughs> many things. Um 
And, uh, you know, so it was always a big thing, always costumes. It was like middle of July. Like, it was always going to be this mm-hmm. thing. So, uh, you know, our wedding was like, we theme. We theme. Mm-hmm. So we were like, in terms of my emotional response to Katie Bell's birthday, it, it hit me out of the blue. Like, mm-hmm. I had just gone back because, you know, I took off a lot of extra time because I had, like, saved up and, I, you know, blah, blah, blah from work. So I was just kind of going back to work when she was about nine months old. Mm-hmm. So when the birthday snuck up, it was like a work day. Like, her actual birthday was oh. a work day. And I, like, woke up that morning and oh. was like, I can't come to work. I see my boss. And I'm like, I'm sorry. This is going to sound totally crazy. But the thought of, like, being at like going on the sub, like this whole nine yards, like on her birthday, it just caught me off guard. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I just wasn't prepared for it. I didn't think about it. And it was like, yeah, I mean, it was towards the end of my, also my, my return to work and probably the descent of my yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, that was part of you figuring out that you, you didn't This probably wasn't where to, I was going to yeah. be, but like, um, and they knew I was coming. It wasn't a big deal. But mm-hmm. like, um, it was, it caught me really off guard emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Party was, we were like, she wait, was, what was it emotionally? Emotionally, like, was just like my baby. Like, I had this because I wasn't into the baby thing. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I mean, I paid attention to my baby and loved my baby, but like, <laughs> we've talked many times that like our favorite phases are sort of like what we really connected to mm-hmm. are, are different. And I loved having the baby, but mm-hmm. like, this was such like a gut wrenching emotional response to a year ago today. I pushed this yeah. child out. Yeah. This is the most important thing to me, not a, this fucking job. Yeah. You know, it was like a weird priority yeah. shift disorder weirdness that like I wasn't emotionally prepared to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I just sat on the couch with a baby, like clutched to me for like, you know, the rest mm-hmm. of the day crying. Um, <laughs> and then uh, party wise, she was. <laughs> She was, like, really into limes. She, like, liked to play with limes. Like, when we were at the store or at home, like, her favorite toy was just a lime. Uh-huh. Uh, so we had a lime. Katie Bell's first birthday was lime-themed. So, uh-huh. like, it wasn't 70 people. Stefan's birthday had already been a total dud, like, the month before. Like, he learned fast that that was, like, out the window. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, all of our, we used to do, like, a lot of barbecues in the backyard. So there's, like, a core group of friends that always came mm-hmm. over. We were still in Brooklyn. And uh, but everybody wore like green, Aww. you know. Everybody brought her some limes, you know. And yeah. we did that. And otherwise, it was just a barbecue. We just hung out. But we did. Stefan made her like this traditional sort of Swedish cake, and we were all like, everything you see is kids just like shoving their hands. At, yeah. To be perfectly honest, I think the whole like cake one year old thing is repulsive. Uh-huh. Not for them to eat sugar, but the whole like smashing yeah, cake. We didn't like, do I don't that. fucking think that's cute. We didn't do that. <laughs> but disgusting. I think it's I think people like doing it because it's so fun and like you never would do it otherwise. <laughs> I guess like, I, yeah, think I guess. But, but I didn't know that that was a thing, by the way. And we didn't do it because yeah. I didn't know about it. And then people asked me if we had done it afterwards. Like, why I would I like, give my cake? But anyway, so we gave her the cake. Okay. And she was like, meh. She didn't care. She just didn't give a shit. She, didn't she give was a like, shit about I'd it. rather suck on some lime. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> suck on this lime. Um, so that was like that was like what we did. Same sort of thing, like sort of friend thing. I mean, we don't. We also didn't have like a, a ton of family in town, so there was none of that pressure to like do something mm-hmm. crazy or over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, year two, she was like totally into pirates, so it was like, and by I say pirate themed, I mean she had a pirate T-shirt on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't go, like, there were no, like, pirate cupcakes or, like, you know, because I think there is this. You didn't hire actors we to didn't hire around with, pirate like, actors for our tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I think there is this weird pressure 
to like kind of over like like how easy is it to overdo suddenly? I know Pinterest. So I was like, like this year, and this was probably the year that I felt like I think I might have overdone. When mm-hmm. she turned three, she was like really into balloons. So I was like, oh, we'll do some balloon stuff. So like mm-hmm. went on Pinterest and I was like, oh, balloon ideas for parties. You know, like something easy. I hate balloons more than life itself. <laughs> I really hate them. Mm-hmm. But at my party. And then you just start seeing these ridiculous parties that people are putting together for three-year-olds or four-year-olds with like these massive balloons and like balloon lollipops and this cake and this thing. It's all a balloon. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. not like the shitty thing that your mom, like my mom would have made, like the sheet cake with the like balloon in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she did make my sister like a good guitar cake that was really awesome. But that was like elementary school. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this is balloons. Mm-hmm. It's just something for kids to choke on. Right. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. you know. But like that pressure... I had been to, like, one or two parties out here in L.A., and there was always, like, little gift baskets and little, like, every somebody can take these gifts home, and you can take this home, and you can do this. And I was just like, am I supposed to be, you know, bouncy houses are very big in L.A. Everybody's like, oh, you have to have the bouncy house, you mm-hmm. know? And I just was like, what? Like, I don't know. You know, like, it's just like a weird sort of easy thing. to like It's a trap. It feels like a trap. Mm-hmm. To fall in, do you feel trapped this time? Do you feel like you got to do more? I mean, he's two. He's a little more cognizant. God, no, because <laughs> no, because I feel like this is my last chance to not do that. Yeah, like I, yeah, I that's don't, true. I don't feel like he's okay. He's turning two. First of all, let me just say he's turning two. It's like a month and a half away or something. A friend recently was emailing with me and said, like, oh, he's getting close to two, and I'm sure you're. Let you're busy planning something very exciting for his birthday. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you really? You're sure that I? Because I haven't thought about it at all. Yeah. Um. But we're thinking about it because we're gonna be up in Northern California for a few days, like right. the week before his birthday. Yeah. And I just there's a lot of family that I haven't seen him in a while, so I think we're gonna do like an outdoor like you know. picnic at a park where the kids can play and adults can eat and hang out. I feel like as soon as, you know, he starts being like four, five, six, seven and starts inviting like all the kids from school and all that stuff and and having like ideas about like specific things that he wants and me having to decide at that point, like what of those things is actually doable and what of those things I actually want him to have and um, like all of that. And then with the second child, all of that stuff being in our future as well. Like, I'm really kind of just like, I'm just going to enjoy having the most low-key possible. Like, of course, I'm going to, like, get him something. And, of course, I'm going to, like, make the day special and let him know it's his birthday. And, you know, like, mark the occasion. But, like, for sure, I'm trying to enjoy the last (laughs) couple of birthdays where I don't feel any sort of pressure to do anything like that. I feel like, I think it is, so it was was three for Katie Bell because, well, after three, like three, we had just moved here, so she hadn't been to any other, I think she'd been to like one other party by Mm -hmm. then, Yeah, you know, and so ours, you know, I got sucked into the little, I was like, I I like ordering bulk party supplies. Yeah. (laughs) So like everybody gets bubbles and lollipops. That was cute though. That was like a very like low maintenance, but really cute, like something for people to take home. But like uh, the next, but now she's been to several, uh-huh. and now yeah. we're in preschool. Yeah, the next birthday is four. It's, good. it's totally she, different. Yeah. Now she's gone, and people are inviting the whole preschool. Right. So now her wait is, the whole preschool. I mean the, her whole class. Her whole class. Okay. How so, many kids is that? Like twenty, 20 kids. Okay. Twenty three. Twenty right. twenty three kids. Whatever. Okay. And she wants that. 
Uh-huh. And I'm I'm kind of like, I really don't care. I mean, it's not going to affect what we do because we're not going to run out of facility. We're going to probably still have it in our backyard and mm-hmm. still probably get some sort of horribly dangerous water, you know, inflatable <laughs> yeah. water slide. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was thinking it should be called Katie Bell's, uh, what was I thinking it would be called this year? Something uh, very punny about death. death. Trap, yeah, death camp. Well, yeah, death falls. And that's what I think it was. <laughs> Katie Bell's death falls uh, fourth birthday party. Um, we're going to give you, we're going to give you icing in a small cup. You're right. Yeah. And, have a seven-foot-high water slide in our driveway. Uh, pay attention to your kids. Um, so uh, your crazy kids who I've seen in bouncy houses trampling each other, mm-hmm. let's see how patient they are on a fucking water slide. Um, no, but uh, she's now very aware of it. She definitely has opinions of what she wants for the party. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's been to the party where somebody hired a princess. Mm-hmm. She's been to the party where, you know, there are bouncy houses and there's movies playing. And there's, all, you know, she's been to the playground, mm-hmm. you know. So it, I was surprised at how fast it happened. Like suddenly you're le- – I don't feel the pressure of like, again, up at luck- – <laughs> luckily all the moms are pretty low-key. The parents are pretty low-key. It's been like, here's your little gift bag. Right. There's a seed in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like here's your yeah. gift bag. Here's your shitty ring. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. so that – no one's like no one's like gone crazy That's good. from – my, you know, my personal perspective of mm-hmm. what crazy is. Like, no but isn't clowns. there time? Like, won't it just be so like just one step level. up, next exactly. step up, next step You're up? Leveling. Like every, but with every birthday party, every subsequent one, each each family could theoretically go. Try well, what's something the special though well, that I could Steph do for and my kids? Well, I do see parties as some sort of amazing competition. Yeah, uh, we want ours to be the most memorable. You know what I mean? But because <laughs> we're total egoist when it comes to things like that <laughs> but but you're right the the problem is my fear is you, you got to keep it small mm-hmm. because eventually you could get into a trap where every year there's like 10 right it becomes like the wedding you know right, I, I mean right. like i feel like because every kid comes with one or two parents too oh, and then there's so the presents right and then there's the like you also entered the like Oh, like year one, year two, you kind of control how many presents they get. You mm-hmm. know, like we're going to give you this nice one thing. You know, yeah. wake up, built a little dollhouse, and yeah. hey, happy birthday. You know, yeah. but now every kid's coming with like a new toy. Yeah. Uh, we should, we're going to do a show on like just gifts stuff. and trying to control stuff. Yeah. But um, you can't send a birthday invitation, but please don't bring anything. I know. I mean, you don't want to be that asshole. I know. And inevitably, some people will be confused, and they will end up bringing yeah. stuff. And then it's like, oh, there's like two presents, and people are confused. Wait, and but then... It's just like, just warning you right now, uh-huh. coming from the three years down, the two year mm-hmm. and a half years down the road. Why don't we do this more often where you're like warning, telling me. I am in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd love to go back to just. Uh, past biz and be like, there's no controlling the garbage that's about to come into your house. <laughs> Don't ever worry about buying your child a princess or a Barbie doll because 30 are going to come into your house in just a month and a half from now. And they're all going to be in heels. Somebody's going to buy your daughter heels. Um, so it's uh, like, that's where, but do you think, but is there, is there a birthday in your mind that you think is like the appropriate time to like, Make a big shitty deal about it. Make a big deal about it. Make a big deal about it. Huh, that's a good question. I sort of feel like, for some reason, I'm thinking like seven years old feels like a kid who would like really get into having presents and really get into like looking forward to their birthday, like know that it's coming, like be able to count the days, like and like have like stamina to do whatever it is you set up. I see like four year olds in these candy stores and stuff, and you're like, 
they're yeah. still completely out of control. Right. Like, they still have no concept yeah. of like time and patience and like you can't touch it. Yeah. Yeah, no, but seven's a good. That's well, I'm good. kind of pulling seven out of my ass though, but because it's a good I, number. That, I f- that's what my feeling is based on just my memory of what I was like at seven. And seven like, was like slumber parties and pizza. Well, yeah, no, like I, I, that wasn't I, I feel like I yet, got. I feel was... like I got my first pair of roller skates when I turned seven. Seven was about roller and that skating. was amazing. Yeah. And I got a little outfit that my grandma bought for me that I loved. Like, yeah. there's like things that like. Really matter like one oh, yeah. one special thing really did matter, yeah. you know, at that age. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, so I don't know. It's good because it's like first grade, mm-hmm. so you've had time to like. I mean, you still may have to do the like. The thing about the fucking inviting the school is, what if you just want to invite all the girls over for a girl party? Like, Can't you do you, that? No. You can, but like, I just feel socially guilty about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I just you know, like you never want. To not invite somebody, somebody who, may, who would want to be invited, who would want right. to be invited, yeah. And, and there like, might be a little boy who's like more friends with the girls, and then he like feels yeah, rejected. He feels or, rejected. Yeah. I can remember so clearly, you know, growing up, we grew up in Alabama, and uh, it was my like first grade birthday party, it's roller skating party at the roller rink, mm-hmm. and my mom had gotten like the list of names from the school to invite, and there were two boys uh, with the same name, and one of the boys, I don't think he was in our class or something. Like, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember the situation, but, like, <laughs> this kid shows up who, like, none of us really know, but he's so excited to be at this birthday party. Clearly, he's not, like, the kind of kid who's been invited to, you know, these parties yeah. or, or this type of party or whatever, this roller rink party. And, like, everybody's like, mm-hmm. and my yeah. mother comes up to me, and I was like, you know, I'm, like, six or seven. She's yeah. like, you will go out, and you will tell that boy he is, you know, you are happy to have him at your party. Yeah. And you will go out and roller skate with him. And you will go out and you will, you know, oh like, God. it was like, very serious. And I remember, wow. like, having that, like, such a keen awareness of, like, understanding what she meant. Yeah. And, like, you know, this is your party. Yeah. And, you know, you accident, have a responsibility. accident or yeah. not. You're yeah. responsible for yeah. your guests. Yeah. And we are, you are not going to be Dang. a jerk. That's really cool. Yeah. And so, like... I, you, <laughs> thanks, mom. I know. Um, but, like, now I do feel that pressure still of, like, mm-hmm. you want all the kids to be able to come? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, like, the best time for good parties is sort of still in elementary school. Yeah. Trying to keep it focused. I mean, some of my favorites were, like, showbiz pizza and a slumber party. Oh, yeah. You know, like, those were, like, you know, you're That's up all night best. screaming, squealing, oh, trashing yeah. house. Yeah. Do know. people do slumber parties anymore? I feel like people. I've heard like. Well, I don't know because I don't know. My we'll kids have aren't to. I guess we'll to have find out parties. when we get there. I know. Well, I guess because again, it's that we touched on this. Yeah. Will anybody ever let their children go? I know exactly. Because yeah. like, I, I, one of the things you and I were joking about before we came in the booth was, when can we have parties where we don't have to go? Yeah, we can just drop we, our kids off. Right. Because yeah. that first grade birthday for that roller skating party of mine, I don't remember any parents there except for my parents. Yeah. When can we do that? Yeah. Somebody's going to have to let us know. Somebody let us know. I don't think we know. Because we, I mean, my... my... Maybe just parents decide to get, like, they'll just say, you don't you can totally just go and you can come back. And then you'll just be like, great. Goodbye. (laughs) You don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) So what are you guys going to do this year? All right. So this year, somehow we've managed to move to California and make friends, like the five (laughs) or six, like, friends with kids that we have here that we do things with often uh, all have birthdays within five days of Katie Bell. <laughs> See, that is so weird. It's weird. It's really so, like, weird. I, last and that year, includes us. That includes you guys. Yeah. That includes yeah. you guys. So 
last year, we only knew one. Yeah. We only knew one couple with a kid, and their birthday's like, if not the same day, like a day off. Yeah. Right? And last year, we talked, and, you know, I said, well, we should, because we're going to go to each other's parties, we should probably talk about what you want this weekend or that week. Because, again, she was turning three. I mean, they mm-hmm. both were turning three. Who cares? Or do you want to do a joint? Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. This year, two kids from her school. Everybody assuming to do a preschool party. So we got our good friends who live around the corner. You know, our score. We've got friends around the corner. Your we cocktail go over and drink friends. my cocktail friends. <laughs> uh, their son and Katie Bell, same age. Uh, they're like five, six days difference. And we've kind of toyed with joint or just be aware that we're both having mm-hmm. you know, parties at the same time. Then I take Katie Bell to this new dance class this weekend and because she wants to go because a friend of hers from school is in the dance class and I'm talking to the mom and she and I just randomly talking about our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, how old is, you know, Katie Bell? No, oh, she's three and a half. You know, birthdays come up in August. Oh, Olivia's <laughs> birthday's in August. Oh, when? August 10th. Katie Bell's is August 10th. Uh, and she was like, we are, <laughs> she was very smooth. She was like, I was like, you guys, you guys plan anything? Yep, we already rented out, you know, this like indoor playground thing. Uh, and her, bar- her the birthday falls on a Saturday. So uh, like her birthday. On the and day. we had like, it, so essentially that preschool, I was like, you inviting the whole preschool? Yep. And I'm like, oh so the only God. thing that hasn't happened is the invitation hasn't gone out. Right. So I'm like, ah, shit. And then I've got, again, the friends we had last year and we have you guys. Mm-hmm. And so I do the like... You know, I, this is one of those things right there. She'd be like, I don't fucking give a shit. I'm just plan my party. But I can't do it. Like, I email everybody and I say, hey, guys, everybody's birthday. We're just trying to, like, nail down Katie Bell's. And we haven't yet. So mm-hmm. I just want to see if anybody's got stuff planned. You know, we'd like to do it this date. Because you decided you could do it the day after. Because I could do it this next right. day. It's not yeah. a big deal. I'm not going to, like, fight this woman for the yeah. birthday. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Uh, Katie Bell's not old enough to quite grasp it. And I think it'd be really – I think it's going to be confusing anyway for her to go – Go to a birthday party To this party other birthday on party her birthday. on her birthday yeah. and not be her party. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to reach out to – so these are my two solutions. One, yeah. I emailed everybody and just said, hey – does anybody do anything on that Sunday? Just yeah. want to know. And I do have one kind of conflict that's come up. They may or may not be having a party, but I don't think the friends necessarily cross over too much. Uh-huh. Especially since we're doing a preschool party, and I already feel like friends plus preschool people, that's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. World's colliding. Yeah. I don't think anybody gives, yeah. cares at this point in time. The other approach is I'm going to reach out to this couple and be like, any chance you want to do a double party? I mean, it's all the exact I just same feel like guests they invited? would say yes to that. Like, I'm trying to put myself in their position, and I see what what's going on. But, like, if I, I'm imagining, like, throwing my kid a birthday party and having one of the guests be it's that guest's birthday also. All the same friends. Like, I know, but I would yeah. feel really weird about not giving the guests other kids whose birthday it is like recognition like it's also your birthday like, right but then I feel we're being like it is also your it, party and right. you plan the party first I know, first. So I know. Like, yeah but, like I don't and think I wouldn't I would never ask if it was like not the preschool I mean like your right. guest list is identical to my guest right. list exactly we're yeah. not I mean even if we both invited extra friends yeah I mean it's not like it's not like if we join suddenly the room is going to be filled with more people <laughs> It's going right. to be the exact same people, and we could split the cost, and we're happy to pick up, you know, the cupcakes, like, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? And then Sunday, we'll still get a fucking water slide because it's August. Yeah. And whoever wants whoever to come wants over to and come. just, like, yeah. risk their lives on the water slide can come over and just, you know, fart <laughs> around on a Sunday. But um, 
So that's this year. So like now, it, it, that's this year and every year every going year. forward. Until they go to different schools. Until they go to different potentially. schools. Potentially. Yeah. So that's like kind of like, I can't. Yeah. Next year, I'm just going to have to be like, because <laughs> you know me, I'm like, well, if she says no, which is fine if she yeah. says no. Yeah. But like because of how I'm wired, I'm like, in December of next year, the invites will be there, going out. Yeah, for this. For this, yeah. <laughs> and it's August, so everybody's just boned anyway because it's August. Right. And it's like 105 yeah, degrees. Yeah, there's nothing you can here. do. You can't do anything. Yeah. It's, um, Other than rent out an indoor playground, which is what she did. Which is what she's done. Or dangerous water slide. Oh, my God. So that's okay. what we're doing this year. I don't know. I, I My general thought on parties is keep it simple uh-huh. keep it clean <laughs> because like we like you said but have you... an elaborate theme oh theme, <laughs> yes you can always have elaborate theming without uh, without, without like over elaborate cost. It. yeah totally. without elaborate totally. costs totally all right I have a feeling those are all all of our birthdays are going to turn out somehow to be fails. <laughs> so why don't we just move on into our genius and fails of the week? Sounds great to me. <laughs> one, Hey everybody, my name is Dave Shamka. And I'm Graham Clark. And we are the hosts of a show called Stop Podcasting Yourself right here on the MaximumFun.org network. We're the first ever Canadian podcast to win a Canadian Comedy Award for Best Podcast. I think we went with that too early. I think we seem braggy. (laughs) It's a weekly comedy show, a very easygoing chat between Dave, myself, uh, guest. We'll talk about things that we've overheard during the week and also Hulk Hogan. Stop podcasting yourself. Head over to MaximumFun.org to download an episode today. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206 206- Three five zero nine four eight five. Genius time, Teresa. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God, that's fucking genius. Tell me a little bit about your genius moment. I did have a genius moment, <clears throat> and. When we were moving, um, I thoughtfully set aside (laughs) the baby shower gift for one of my best friends who's about to have her baby and was having her baby shower on Sunday of the weekend that we were moving. And I had that happening too? Yeah. And I and I went. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It, well, I love her. She's special. I know. Um, so, but I thoughtfully set aside the gift because I was like, oh, my God, if this gets packed, there's no way that I'm going to find it in time to bring to the shower. So I set it aside, brought it over. But then it was like an hour before the shower, and I realized I hadn't wrapped it. It's just sitting there as the gift. And obviously everything is packed. I don't know where any wrapping paper is if we even If you have even it. saved wrapping paper for the move. Right, right, exactly. And so then, but then what I realized is I had like big like uh, drawing paper because like I'd yeah, saved yeah, yeah, that yeah, out yeah. for Simon to use just when he was bored while we were moving. 
And so I just used that to wrap the gift and let Simon decorate it with crayons. Oh, He's nice. really into drawing right now. And we yeah. had the crayons, so we just covered it. And um, I don't know, maybe it looked like shit, but I thought it looked really cute. It was like, <laughs> Who cares? you know, it's like, but it's also, it's for a baby shower, so it was appropriate. It wouldn't yeah. have worked for any other, like. Oh, you'll break that habit soon. Everybody gets fucking <laughs> shitty drawn on, like, craft paper, like. But it ended up looking really nice. That's awesome. And so, yeah, that was my genius moment. That's very good. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. How about you? Uh, I took my own advice. The advice we gave last week on the show. Okay. I had well, to, which like, remind us of last advice. week on the show we talked about support teams mm-hmm. and kind of like letting people know and you know asking for help and getting help and all this stuff and I really had like sort of three consecutive like learning growing moments Ooh. this week. So the first one was you know we talked about last week like yeah I've got these friends but I don't think I've told any of them that they, <laughs> that I might call them if I need to call them to help with Katie Bell at some point in time. So I did. I told everybody. I saw everybody. I said, I, I'd like to have you on my list of people I need to call if, you know, for some reason I can't get his parents there in time and we need to go to the hospital or for any reason. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, of course. Right. And I was like, just so you know, I'm the same way. If you called at two o'clock in the morning and said, I need you to come get, you know, Henry or I need, you know, we'll come. Yeah. And I want to say very clearly you can ask me 20 times in a row, and I will never, you should never feel guilty about it. I will never like mm-hmm. have a list of, I can't believe how many times I've had to watch your kid. Mm-hmm. We are fine watching your kid. We are fine doing it anywhere you want. We are fine with you calling at weird times. And they were like, we are too. Cool. And then I made a list of everybody's numbers. Yes. So I could have it on the fucking fridge. So that's one. That's awesome. That's one. Okay. Two. Stefan's been out of town for a really long time, and uh, I had just come back from some, like, night out where I'd taken Katie Bell out to this farmer's market thing, and everybody around me was just, like, about to make me crazy. I was just like, everybody around me is an idiot, and I don't like these people, and I, Katie Bell's making me nuts. And I posted something on Facebook uh, about it with, like, a joke line that, like, the longer Stefan is away, the less I realize I have any tolerance for people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't, like, help me. It was just this, like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Like an hour later, I get this message on Facebook from a friend of mine who, I don't know, I've talked to you like twice since I've been in L.A. And like we're, we're both comedians in New York. You know, I li- like I like her so much. But we're not like, she's not my emergency list. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. But she emails and says, hey, I saw that Stefan's been out of town for a while. And I don't know how much longer he's going to be out of town. But if you'd like me to come over and watch Katie Bell for a couple hours, I'd love to. What? What? Like, I just was like. Yeah. First reaction was, oh, my God, this is the nicest thing yeah. anyone has ever so done. So awesome. And then my second reaction was my always, it's just four more days. Yeah, I'll like be five fine. more days. I don't need The to, only time I really yeah. need somebody is Tuesday, and I can yeah. survive Tuesday. It's not a big deal. Then my third reaction was, shut the fuck up. And Tell her yes. yes. <laughs> and I did. Yes. And she's coming tomorrow for like two hours oh in the morning. Oh, my God. That's and so I, cool. It's so awesome. Yeah. Three. Good job saying yes to that. I, I totally know what you're talking about. Just being like, it'll probably it'll be, fine. be fine. I don't want you to come all the way over here. And da, 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 da. But yeah. I said yes. Who cares? So Who cares if I don't have to do anything? Right. Who cares? Yeah. She offered she and it's offered, be great. She offered. I'm taking it. Yeah. So uh, then the third thing was to get my karma back out there. Mom, who's got the daughter whose birthday is the same day. Yeah. We're at the dance thing together. And Katie Bell hasn't had any play dates with like girls from her school yet. And I said, hey, just so you know, if... You guys ever want to have a play date, you know, and have Olivia come over? We'd love to have her. And I want to say 
you don't have to come if you don't want to. Right? I said this to this mom, you know, because it's my first time saying this out loud to another mom. And she goes, okay, we're moving. Uh I need to pack this weekend. What if I took you up on that this weekend? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. good for you. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is some sort of amazing cosmic thing. Like, good for you, mom. And yeah. I said, I'll take her Sunday. Yeah. And she's like, great. <laughs> and I was like, you bring her over from 10, 10 to 12. We'll see how it goes. And to yeah. be honest, I'll text you a little before 12 and let you know how it's going. Yeah. And I did. And I was like, you guys don't have to come back anytime soon. They're yeah. still eating. It's like, fine. And the kid was great. You know, they like she like it was a totally great kid. Yeah. You know? And so like she and Katie Bell just played the whole time. I like read the paper. Yeah, because Katie Bell had a play Because Katie Bell had a yeah. play day and they yeah. didn't want anything to do with me. Yeah. Except oh, maybe that's oh, awesome. My God. It was like I'm like, I don't want another parent to ever come over again. <laughs> this is great. That's awesome. It was great. So I just wanna say, like, listening to my own advice, like totally worked out and I <laughs> cannot preface enough. <laughs> Tell people. Yeah. Don't be weirded out. In to say, every situation where you told someone, it, it worked. worked great. <laughs> it led to the, Something the great. outcome that you wanted. It was unbelievable. Great. So good for fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to share a, not really a genius moment, a just like good week. I totally knocked it out of the park this week <laughs> and want to tell someone who will appreciate it. Um, I just, like, I volunteered at my kid's pool this week. I got a bunch of shit done for work this week. I just got a major compliment from, like, this very high-up person and one of our clients and just had a great week. Um, my son's aftercare teacher complimented me on, like, how I was volunteering in the classroom, and she's like, oh, your conflict resolution skills with the children are so great, and all this stuff, and I just felt like, yes, I totally had a great, awesome week, and I just needed to be recognized because as soon as, like, you have a great, awesome week, I know I'm totally just going to get, have one of those weeks where my legs are cut out from under me, and I'm totally smacked on my ass and, like, failing at everything, so I just wanted to call in my genius week and thanks that's all that's awesome that was great i really like my favorite line in this that i needed i needed to tell somebody who would appreciate it and if there's again on our list of things we hope this show accomplishes yeah is we all appreciate it more conversations should between moms should be the less threatening like I just did all these amazing things. Yeah. Yo, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. And I and I really like um like and we do recognize you. And we like I really like the idea of like hold on to this moment and like love it because it really is true like for some reason every time everything is like perfect like that like you just know something horrible is going to happen, happen. something shitty is going but at happen. least you have this moment right now that's right and like good for you for recognizing that and like feeling but- it fail 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 you suck for me mm-hmm. after my amazing week of of amazement. Of supporting of so su- many other mothers and being, and supported. being supported by a great community of women. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've never cleaned out the back of my car where Katie Bell sits. Oh, God. I don't think about it. All we really eat in the car are like granola bars and fruit leather, and she mm-hmm. usually eats all those. You know, granola mm-hmm. bars are kind of a disaster. They yeah, fall apart crumbly. everywhere. Yeah. But then fruit like, leathers are sticky. Yeah, yeah. It, but like the other day, we're driving. It's, it's summer. We're going to a lot of farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fruit. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, the other day we're in the car and she goes, Mama, look what I found. <laughs> Turn around as the most rotten banana. Uh, I then, by the way, I have not cleaned out the car. Uh-huh. I just reached back and got the banana. Uh-huh. And while I was at it, a peach pit. Oh, yeah. That I only knew was a peach pit because I remember giving her a peach at right. some point in time to eat. And there's beginning to be a smell. Uh-huh. So... None of this has motivated me to stop and clean out my car, but it. I maybe saying it out loud. Note to self: It's getting a little gross back there, and you might want to take care of that before anyone else gets in your car. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a fail. That's a fail. Okay. Um, I was was the day before moving day. Um, I had to get Simon out of the house so that things could be packed up. Put him in the was getting ready to put him in the jogging stroller. <laughs> I was doing that thing with if anybody has the the Bob jogging stroller, where you're unfolding it and you have to kind of kick it out yeah. into place. And mm-hmm. I was just not. I was just. This is totally one of those like clumsy pregnant woman stories. Right. Like I was just not really aware of the fact that I was wearing flip-flops and that I was kicking like a really hard piece of metal and I was kind of rushing and kind of just in a bad mood so I like kicked it really hard and I really bruised the top of my foot like really really bad it hurt so bad like I was doing I was like doubled over like trying not to swear because he was right there and so that was really painful and then was continued to be really painful and then later that night I'm giving him a bath and I drop the big huge jug of bubble bath all the way from standing right onto my bruise. Oh, my God. Right on, like, right on that spot. Oh. Like, bruising a bruise? is the worst. It's just really wrong. It's bad. Um, so then I was like, I, it was so painful that I was just like, and, what, and why? <laughs> why this weird top right. of my right foot? Why this? And, um, and I'm like, well, this is my fail for the week. Well, sure <laughs> enough, the next day, oh, God. the stroller is folded up in like a weird place oh, in, my, my in my new house. And I'm not really aware of things and there's stuff everywhere. I, I trip over the fucking stroller and hit my fucking foot in the same fucking spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is like 12 hours after the second. I mean, it was... It was like, it was, anyway. We could have probably committed an entire show to Teresa's super shitty weekend. Oh my God. I don't even want to look. I'm not even going to look at your phone. It does, it does, you can't even really, it doesn't even, it's not even showing that bad. I don't believe you then. Okay. (laughs) That's the worst. Yeah, I made that whole thing up. (laughs) That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, Last month, my 12 month old uh, had been sleeping very well and I was just, in such a fog and I changed his diaper and then I went over and I was washing my hands and I'm like oh because I'm at the sink I started washing dishes and the baby's crawling around and uh, I hadn't done a sleeper up so the legs of the sleeper were kind of dragging around behind him and I was like oh that's so cute and then he went over and pulled himself up uh, on the couch and I glanced over at him and I was like what the hell is that on the floor mm. and there was a little trail of poop um, across the rug, and then a big poop that he was standing in and squishing his toes in and squishing it into the rug. And mm. uh, I'd forgotten to put a diaper on him. Yep. <laughs> oh. uh, so, yeah, that's my epic fail. Oh. Uh, 
so here's to dads everywhere. Yeah. Moms totally forget Moms to put forget diapers, to put on, diapers babies. on too. <laughs> I just think that is that is such a clear sign that you are so done. Yeah. When you, you have just yeah. forgotten. Yeah. To, that's the worst. Yeah. That's right. Then you gotta go clean it up. The, yeah. The fact that it was getting smushed in is, is really, really bad. That's where you're just like, this is where I'm like, I don't need this rug. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this rug. In the grand scheme of life, do I really need this rug? Is this like a 200-year-old family heirloom, or did I get it from Ikea? I'm going to flush it. I can live without a rug. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Yay. Today we are calling Rebecca Rogers Marr, who is a contemporary romance novelist. I am so excited. Uh, her latest book is Hurricane Lily, which I just finished recently and was hinting to uh, how much better it was making me feel. Uh, when I was having Good. a rather down day. <laughs> so, oh, that's great. Please welcome to the show, Rebecca. Yay! Yay! Hi. Hello. How are you guys? We're good. Well, Teresa says we're good, but when you go back and listen to the show, you're going to hear like 40 minutes of us being like, Rah! Oh, no. Good. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. <laughs> Why don't we start? Let's start uh, just to see how sympathetic you are, how willing you are to listen to our plights uh, by letting us know who lives in your house? Well, it's me and my husband, Kevin, mm-hmm. who I've been with for 16 years, a long time. Yep. And our two boys, um, Shane is eight years old and Calvin is five and a half. House of men. That's correct. Yes, they're totally <laughs> outnumbered. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, so I really am. Like, so I like when I get into the mode of thinking romance novels, I immediately become a giggling 12-year-old girl. So, because that was my first, like, my first introduction to romance novels were going into my sister's room, my older sister's room, where she had, like, the stacks of Harlequins, you know, that I guess she thought were hidden, um, and that I would bust into. And I can remember very clearly that, like, the, like, page 68... Roughly, yeah. page yeah. one twenty something, roughly, yeah. page yeah. one eighty something, yeah. roughly. Like, yeah. like, I mean, you kind of read for the story, but for the most part, you were just trying to get to page sixty-eight, yeah. page one twenty, whatever. Oh yeah, uh, very exciting. And so, so this was my first step back into romance novels was uh, Hurricane Lily, and it was really fun. <laughs> it was so good. It was really really fun, and I wanted to talk about one of the first questions I wanted to ask you was what you feel the importance of romance novels or, or, you know, in particular that genre is for women. We talk a lot on the show about, like, finding time for yourself and taking care of yourself and emotional releases and all these things. And I think there is something sort of historically about the romance novel. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, historically, they've really played that role for a lot of women. It's the time that you take away from your family to sit by yourself and enter another world that's, you know, therapeutic because, you know, it always ends well. Like, there's a problem. <laughs> that problem always gets solved, yeah. right? And, you know, also, you know, I was talking about this with my gynecologist, actually, and she said, <laughs> she, said she actually prescribed 
romance novels to her patients who mm-hmm. are having trouble like connecting with their bodies post children because you know you're so busy taking care of people and focusing on other people's needs you know you kind of become this not robotic but it's like your body has a different purpose right you yeah. know the kids are climbing up and you know it's not sexual at all yeah. hopefully yeah and and so reading a romance novel will kind of you know help you get back to that place you know, in your body where you feel womanly and, you know, feminine and sexual and, you know, connected. And do you find, do you find that for women, there's definitely a different approach to reconnecting with themselves than there is for a man to reconnect? I mean, I don't want to be like totally sexist, but I feel (laughs) like for men, it's like, picture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's all the story I need. Done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to get yourself there emotionally, right? And so in the course of your everyday life as a mother, I think it's difficult to have the time to really sit down to go through, you know, the emotional work that it takes to get you know, but the romance novel just kind of do it for you. Like, excuse me, I'm going to take two hours. I'm going to read this. And at the end of it, I'm going to want to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I made yeah. the mistake of reading that while my husband's been out of town. Oh. Uh, so, missed the but window. But reuniting is going to be uh, No, he missed the window. <laughs> he missed the window. Sorry. Uh, well, okay. Well, now that, that, all right. There are definitely some other questions I want to ask, but I actually want to step back. You've got uh, two sons who are now, you know, kind of old, definitely old enough to, like, take, do their own thing. Where did you find yeah. the time for writing? Writing is definitely something I, I have found, right, and I hear from people that really takes, you need focused time to write. Did you, yeah. was that something you were able to do when they were young? How did it affect your writing, having kids? Well, I mean, I wasn't really able to do it when they were young. And even, you know, backing up a little bit, I had wanted to be a writer when I was a kid, but somehow I shifted into this very caretaking kind of work. I was a community organizer and I was a teacher Mm. and then I had my kids. And so, um, you know, by the time my second son was about one year old, I was like 12 years into this kind of really, this work that was really emotionally draining. And I had not been writing at all. And I, I had a hard first year with my second son because, you know, I think I, in retrospect, it was postpartum depression, but I was not willing to, you mm. know, acknowledge that at the time. Right. Um, and my first son was having a lot of issues that we hadn't diagnosed yet, which, you know, since been resolved. But, you know, basically every time the baby cried, he punched him in the face. That was like a year oh. of me like, <laughs> like, like nursing and weeping. <laughs> so at the end of that year, I was like, you know what? I should probably do something to dig myself out of this hole, right? So I, I didn't really feel entitled to a lot of time, but I right. did hire a babysitter for eight hours a week, eight hours a week. So for one year, I wrote for eight hours a week. Wow. And I, I stayed in the apartment with the kids because I was even at that point still not comfortable to leave them. Yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. I was like in the bedroom with the French doors closed and the kids on the other side of it. And I wrote when I had, fortunately, I had such a backlog of stuff that I needed to get out that I was (laughs) really like, there was no like writer's block for me. There still isn't. There was such a bad, there still isn't. Even when I, if I have time to sit down and write, I'm writing. And so, you know, I kind of just kind of just carved out. Now they're in school and it's much easier. So, you know, when I'm not working, teaching. Um, and they're in school, then I have, you know, what is that, like six or seven hours a day to work. So 
Wow. It so, feels really plentiful now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that's interesting. So to have this backlog because of, like, how you'd sort of deprived yourself of this for so long, when you started writing, how did your sort of background—I mean— I think there are a lot of traps that people can fall into when writing romance novels, just as there are in a lot of other genre novels. Well, probably any writing, to be perfectly honest. How did your background, you know, just as a feminist, as because on your blog you definitely talk about being a feminist. There's, it's very clear from your writing, and being a mom, and being a wife, and just being a person, and be, you know, being a woman. How did those elements play into the character, your your lead female character? You know, how did that, how did they tie into that when you started writing, when these characters started coming out? You know, it's a big issue, actually, in the romance genre, because there's a lot of tradition at work where the, you know, most of the heroes tend to be these kind of really alpha, controlling, hyper-masculine types. And the women, you know, there's variation among the heroines, but for the most part, they're basically nice people. They're almost always nice people because there's not a lot of patience for women who are difficult in right. in the romance genre. And so I definitely... You know, it didn't start out with this agenda when I began writing, so I kind of didn't realize what I was up against. But (laughs) over the years, I have, you know, developed this kind of intention to deliberately make my heroines total bitches, like pains in the ass. (laughs) Like, make them really difficult to be around and to be, you know, loved anyway by the heroes. Like, that's that's kind of what's at stake for me in these books is I want to look at what keeps people from being able to love properly you know and there's so many obstacles in our lives and our person emotional lives culturally that keep us from being able to accept or give love and so all of my books are really kind of about that conflict like what got in their way and then how can they how can they possibly undo it so that they would be able to connect with each other so i would say in terms of feminism my heroines are you know strong-minded women but they're also very imperfect women and mm-hmm. in the world of these books they really have a right to be that nobody's questioning their right to be imperfect they're loved anyway yeah, yes they are <laughs> hell yes they are yeah. hell yes they are let me tell you she had my little hurricane lily book uh, she was very difficult and, and she was very loved right away it was very exciting um again i'm 12 um it was really awesome uh and i i'm just gonna stop and ask you my 12 year old question real quick and that is do you have like in terms of finding a diverse vocabulary for expressing mm. some of the scenes i know like Six words for penis, and none yeah. of them are that erotic. How do you find, like, the, the guidance to sort of write some of these very graphic-specific scenes without it just turning into, you know, smut? <laughs> Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with smut, but... But, you know, that does often happen in, in these books. You almost have, like, two parallel stories. Like, here's the couple going along, doing yeah. their thing emotionally, talking to each other, and then, like, stop, and then they have, like, a porn, <laughs> yeah. Scene, yeah, you know, for, like, 20 pages where it's, like... <laughs> You know, slot A, slot B kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah. So um, I really don't, like, I'm not interested in that because I'm, I'm really interested. Like, I think sex is terrifying and, like, really exposing. Like, you are so incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. And so, like, I'm, like, I'm interested in the ways that these two people get in this situation and they're like, oh, shit. Like, I am totally exposed. You know, so, like, that. So I think because I'm writing more from a, like, emotional perspective, right. I don't I don't quite need the anatomy. So I don't need to rely on the anatomy so much. But, I mean, basically, I I, to- I will admit, I totally overused the word cock. Like, yeah. Like, probably, yeah. If you did, like, <laughs> a find, times. like, search in many of my 
manuscript, you would see like 400 mentions of the word. <laughs> well, you're so, so I mean, you're limited in the number of Again, words for penis, words that, are are for penis? Are, are. that you can say without just being like, eh. I know. And yeah. like, I'm just to quickly say, uh, Mama, who's listening, just turn this down for a second. Um, <laughs> but there's like, but there is something about being in the moment. Where those words are a hundred percent appropriate. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, they yeah, work. They work. Yeah. They work. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, they bring a certain rawness. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. What kind of pressure <laughs> does writing <laughs> romance novels put on your husband? I mean, like, does that, I mean, is it clear? Like, if I was writing, if you were writing sci-fi, your husband wouldn't assume that, like, he would be expected to go fight aliens in space <laughs> when they landed on Earth next week. But romance novels, has the, have you guys ever, like, when you started writing these, was there a moment where you guys were like, he was like, wait. <laughs> you know, I actually asked him this question, and, and I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Not really. Yeah. Because, I mean, because well, he's really good. I mean, he's really good in bed. So, like, it's not going to worry about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and cool. you know, the, the good thing about it is that, like, it's really great for me to be writing this stuff. Like, that really puts me in the mood. And then he oh, yeah. always reads. He always reads everything that I write. And so he reads it, and then he finds it really, like, interesting and exciting. So it's, like, good for our sex life. Oh, my God. This is what every yeah. woman should be we should doing. We should be all be this. writing, like, I yeah. mean, not... Not to the degree that you're absolutely. writing, but we should all be writing to put a keeping a different type of journal next to the bed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, I think it's worth doing just to kind of see what you like. I I always I always worry because I've read other romance authors. I've read their books, and I can see that they have like certain pet things that they like. Like there's this one, <laughs> there's this one historical romance author who I whose name I will not mention, but just, but she her heroines are always being bent over a divan like a like an ottoman. <laughs> like in every book. If you ever went they, to her house, you could actually never just, look at her ottomans. Know, there's like so many ottomans. <laughs> like every I'll just, room has I'll like stand. twelve ottomans in every room. Yeah. So I like I hope that I have not revealed too much about myself and I but you know you find you do find out like what you find compelling you know like yeah, what scenarios right. you find compelling so yeah. yeah all right well then that leads us to the other men in your house so like how does your philosophy on in particular how you view the men in your books uh and the different relationships they have does any of that ever cross over as you know your sons are growing up these are qual- and I don't mean the like I hope my sons are great in bed like <laughs> I mean like the emotional qualities that these men in your books possess and mm. their dynamics between the women in the books I mean does any of this cross over with like how you want your sons to turn out or you're raising your sons or you know yeah I mean absolutely Absolutely, because it really, you know, it, I have to do a close look at different versions of masculinity, and I really had to think about what does it mean to be a man, you know? Right. And, um, you know, the pressures that are on men, and I think sort of being a student of the romance genre has helped me to understand the kinds of pressures that, that men and boys face to be, you know, stoic and masterful mm-hmm. and in control all the time. It's really, it's a big burden, I feel like. And on the flip side, you know, it's a real burden for women to then have to take on these more kind of feminine nurturing roles and turn these beastly alpha men into domesticated husbands. You know, it's like a job that I don't want. I don't want to be responsible for taming 
an alpha man or like a man child and turning him into like a fully functional husband or father or human being, right? I don't want that job. And so I don't want any woman to have to have that job with my boys. I want them to grow into men who are competent in the work of both genders. So, you know, of course, I'd like them to be strong and I would like them to have authority and um, to be powerful and athletic and things like that. But I also want them to be capable of nurturing and communication and being, you know, able to talk about their feelings and explain what they want and have empathy for other people. So I think it's kind of underlined that for me as a mother to really think about like this, this, this is down to me at this point in their lives. Like I am the one who's going to teach them how to be loving, (laughs) you know? Right. And, um, and I have to do that. That doesn't just happen naturally. So, and I think my heroes tend to be, you know, very kind of nurturing types. Well, I do also want to encourage people, uh, we had to wrap up in a second, but I want to encourage our readers to check out your blog too, which we'll link to because uh, not only uh, are the books a a lot of fun and really enjoyable, you have one of my favorite blogs, not like what I consider a traditional mom blog because you do so many other things and the blog sort of touches on that. But some of your posts on parenting, on your relationship with your husband, on taking time for yourself, you do this amazing series on what you call job burnout, where you talk to a doula, you know, a teacher, like these people who are in these very caregiving roles and what it's like for them to experience their burnout. And it it's the sort of website where you start on one article and then it's, you know, 2 (laughs) a.m., Oh, and so I'm still sweet. like clicking, being like, yes, that makes total <laughs> sense. So I'm going to encourage people to definitely check out uh, the website as well. We want to encourage you to do that and definitely encourage people to go check out the books. They are a lot of fun. We'll link to that, too. Well, and thank you. I just want to thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. This has just been really great. This has been a really fun interview, and it's just been a blast. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank Th- you guys so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. How much fun was that? That's great. I'm totally going to, like, go get all our books. read the books. It's so good. I love the idea of it being, like, therapy for new moms. I need that therapy right now. I know. I need that therapy all the time. Yeah. All right. You know what? The, we, let's just ground ourselves. Okay. Let's 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 have a mom rant. Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. Mom breakdown. This is kind of a rant, I think. I just <laughs> I've been having be. a ton of boob pain. I've been I'm breastfeeding my eight month old daughter and um been having a ton of pain. I think I might have thrush or something. So I've been patiently waiting to go to the doctor for the past couple of weeks. I couldn't get an appointment um, any sooner. So today was the day I've been waiting for so long to go to the doctor to figure out what's up with my boob. And I get there and it turns out that my appointment was on Wednesday. (gasps) And um, I also didn't sleep at all last night due to the baby. So I got choked up in front of the receptionist at the doctor. Um, and my baby started to cry at the same time. Of course. And then uh, I was very embarrassed and just trying to get out of there as fast as I could. And then she asked if I would like a Band-Aid. And I said, 
I was kind of confused, and she said, you're bleeding from your hairline. And I was. Oh, my God. I didn't know. But on the way to the doctor, I had hit my head um, and um, oh bonked it on God. something getting out of the apartment and didn't realize that I was bleeding uh, pretty impressively from my forehead. Um, so oh. crying and bleeding. <laughs> and I had my baby with me, so everyone was also aware that I was in charge of somebody else. <laughs> Oh, okay. Thanks. Bye. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is. It's that's really really horrible. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Totally. Worst day. We're seriously hugging you. Like we are hugging. Mental hugs. <laughs> you deserve such an amazing week. Yeah. <laughs> After that, really. Like every yeah. mom in the universe listening now needs to send your positive, yes. <laughs> positive attitude towards this woman yes. you need to go get a romance novel is what you need to go get hurricane lily immediately um hang in there oh. hang in there yeah this is you're this doing is, great oh my god you're doing great yeah i mean just you you got this yeah you will survive this yeah. well what a what a show yeah this seriously. has been a this has been like <laughs> normally my wrap-ups are like hey, doing a great job but i'm like this has been like a really crazy show you yeah. had such a stressful couple of days yeah uh, only we're only potentially to get worse because you haven't had a chance to take into you don't know what this right. child has right. we talked birthday parties yep let's just try and stay focused on what the real goal of a birthday party is which i'm pretty sure is to make everybody else feel like shit <laughs> uh so let's remember that that's good um, your one-year-old's going to remember everything. Yeah, so better be perfect. Better be perfect. Don't fuck it up. You better have a budget of like a minimum three grand for this. <laughs> minimum. <laughs> Take some time for yourself. Yep. Enjoy a romance novel. Enjoy writing a little romance. Have some fun. You totally deserve it. Yes. And are allowed to experience pleasure. Both emotionally and physically, despite what everybody's yelling at you. <laughs> and... Especially you, mom out there, mom caller. Yeah. Hang in there. Yeah, and it'll pass. It will pass. And as we learn every week on the show, there are good days and there are bad days. Yeah. And you are all doing a good job. You are not alone. Yes. <laughs> so hang in there. and We will talk to you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206 356 Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.